All right, guys, we're live. Everybody can hear us. What's going on? Welcome in. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the second episode of the Pre-Patch Podcast. We've got a, a full staff on board. We, we're, everybody's here, man. All the hosts are here. We're no longer uh, down two men. Um, so you guys are going to get four mans and a podcast, which is, uh, which is awesome. So, um, but welcome in everybody. Uh, it's going to be a, a phenomenal episode. We got so much to talk about. It's going to be, uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm super happy to have you guys here and, uh, you know, to, to have this, this second episode, um, with a full crew. So, uh, as always, uh, I'm one of your, uh, one of your hosts, um, Sinan, you can catch me, um, at, uh, well here, twitch.tv backslash Sinan. Um, we obviously, uh, right to my right have a Mr. Agent Scruffy. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, everybody? Uh, you can obviously catch him at twitch.tv backslash agent scruffy. Uh, right below me um, is Mr. Enigma. What's going on, Enigma? What's up, boys? Uh, man, one podcast, boys. We got it. Yeah, man. And uh, obviously the most beautiful haired man in this show, uh, Mr. Billy the Squid. What's going on, Bill? How are you? How y'all doing, guys? Let's have some. Let's have some fun. And what did we tell? What did we tell you about that tank top, Bill? Yeah, you, you gotta bring it. You gotta bring it down. That's part of what's here right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, you can catch uh, Billy the Squid at Twitch.tv backslash Billy the Squid. Um, so everything is here. You guys can see that. Make sure to check us all out um, at our respectable channels. Uh, we play quite a bit of things, and obviously, we're gonna discuss. But um, kick. I just let's go ahead and get right into it, man. The, the it's been a there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since the last time we had a podcast. A lot of stuff in the in the the, the Twitch world, uh, in the streaming world, um, and uh, the show is is, is jam packed. Um, so kind of how we normally kick these things off is just talk a little bit about what we're playing. Um, and since uh, our our two hosts uh, have joined us, I'm going to give you guys the honor to really kind of start because I know that there are some new games that you guys have been uh, kind of um, banging on and some old games uh, for, for Bill playing some Castlevania. So <clears throat> yeah, to take it away guys. I mean, what, what, you know, well, uh, we'll start out with Billy. What are you, what are you playing buddy? You know, I've been, uh, I've been hitting the PS2 games again. I, whenever I, I was having internet issues at the start of the year and I got to thinking back to like some nostalgia factor games. So I'm replaying through the PS2 Castlevania games, just finished Lament of Innocence and I'm playing Curse of Darkness right now. And then and when I'm not playing those, I am playing some Rainbow Six Siege and my roommate actually got me into Deep Rock Galactic, Dwarves in Space Mining and yeah. Fighting Bugs. Yeah. So, Aren't you playing that at one point, Scruff? I was, yeah. And yeah. And Sin just picked it up as well, actually. Yeah, I picked it up yeah. on the the this winter sale. Um, yeah. it, it's definitely interesting. There's some, I think, you know, talking about that game specifically, um, you know, because I do have some questions about Castlevania. Actually, the, the one you were just playing, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, it's it's weird. So, well, I love the graphic style. Like it's it's ve it's like vector style graphics. Very you know pol you know. Uh, I don't know at polygonal and like there's a bunch of just like edges and it's it's very quirky it's its own style right mm -hmm. um but I, where i have some issues with it is man fuck dude you can get lost in that game so easily like if you're only if you're playing with just like one or two people 
Um, that is true, but I think that game has one of the best, like, maps that I've ever seen in games. It's like that full 3D, like, hologram render of a map, so you can, like, see depth of everything. You can see exactly where you need to go. It shows all your tunnels. Yeah. Is it? I think it's really, really well done. Is it procedurally generated, or is everything? Is it? it is, yes. So the maps are procedurally generated? Okay. Yes, they are. So, so it, each tunnel work is going to be different. Your Where your objectives are going to be could be, like, 300 meters down or like right across from you is there so it reminds me did you guys ever play red fat like the original red faction and like red faction 2 with like the geomod technology so it's not a part of that no so okay so basically in 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 those games like you could it was red faction was a a pvp style you know shooter game um and you had teams but the the whole you know catch behind it was that you could destroy the world around you um and buildings and things like that so you could literally like blow a hole all the way down into the ground um and like create a tunnel um or like if you were good enough like you could tunnel underneath people's bases and come back up um so uh it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty amazing like I, I remember it came out right around it was it was actually after uh black uh what was it the battlefield uh brotherhood one i, I always forget the fucking name what what console were those on thing. ps2 uh ps2, PS2. Yeah. yeah yeah okay i i think i was playing at the time the mercenaries games so yeah. so kind of like that but it, this is very much of like it, it was ahead way ahead of its time um in fact it's not it's been they had like red faction gorilla and a couple other red faction games that have come out that really haven't captured but you can actually get the red faction series on steam right now and play through it and i do recommend playing it um you know and just to, to experience what that was but getting back to deep rock galactic it reminds me of that because you you can pretty much dig anywhere like there's no real restraint on where you go um there's actually a character in that game he just has two big drills on his hands and he's superman oh, yeah. drills through That's things you can, you, can, you can just go straight down straight back up whenever yeah. you get all the objectives and you need to get back to the pod you can just be like later boys and just oh, superman yeah. out of there so well one of the things that though so like myself and scruffy were playing it and uh, what I did find is that I think that game is really built around four player than it is um, built around like two player. Like uh, because well, I was playing I think like support or somebody that could uh, that had like grappling hooks or something and and you could fly around. You were playing the gunner or no? You were were you? It's either the gunner with the stationary grappling hooks or the uh, the scout that had like the arm launcher. Uh, I think it was maybe the. Sc- yeah, I don't know. You like shot the grapple hook and it pulled you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I bat, I, I yeah. Batmaned myself around, um, but it like there was just situations where like I couldn't survive, or I would get into a spot where I'm just like I can't, I don't know, I, I don't know what to do. I can't dig fast enough to get out of here. It, it just so I want to spend more time with it. But are you mainly playing it with two people, three people? How, how, who are you playing? I've been four playing man. With my roommate, so I've been two manning it. Two manning, and we've been playing on difficulty four and i think there's five or six total so okay i think there might be five total so okay so we've been having some issues with it it depends on difficulty wise it depends on the mission type yeah there's some missions that are so damn hard to do and then there's some that are just cakewalks yeah i mean it's it's fun it's definitely a different style um i will say that like when i first jumped into the game i was like all right, I get it. I get the point. I get the humor. I get the thing behind it. Um, but I think it's one of those things like the farther in you get, like the more fun it becomes, um, you oh, know, for sure. versus like, I think that there are some games that just like are, you know, it's like the Fortnite style of like everything is basically just 
skin deep. You know what I mean? Like this is not that. I think there's a lot to the game. Um, you know, and I do think that it's. I don't know how it would be if you were playing with just regular online people and not really having a group. I think that we'd probably lose some of that um, fun factor. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like a game that is definitely one of these, like either couch co. Well, you couldn't do a couch co op, but like a, uh, a definitely a, a friend kind of game. Friend group co op. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can get some really good comps and stuff like that. Like the engineer can like launch platforms on a wall. So if you were say the scout, you could Superman pull or Spider Man pull up to a wall, and then the engineer could put a platform underneath of you, so you would have like a sniper post. Yeah. And, and see that that can that can be sad about most of these types of games. Like they they. What what is it? The Warhammer uh, Vermintide games. Yeah, I the same ex- way for me. You know, I expected it to be a lot like Vermintide, but yeah. it's. I think it's way better than Vermintide. Vermintide bored me after like you run through every mission. Like yeah, well no, times. I I I mean more along the lines of like the the co op. Oh, the co op. Like, it's it's more stuff. fun. It's more fun with like your friends that you know instead of doing like the you know the the random random groups. That's one thing that annoys me with those types of games is they their their matchmaking is amazing, but it's like if you get a bad comp and you get people that don't know what they're doing or don't really give a shit, then it it can just make a game completely. Yeah, especially on higher uh, hazards, you definitely need some communication because I've seen those hazards they. They can get pretty crazy with the the swarms. Swarms everywhere, yeah. And especially if you got people, like, say you have a driller that's just drilling holes willy-nilly, like, through everything. That just makes more pathways for the uh, the spiders to come through. You can't tunnel people as easy. Yeah, I mean, so I I definitely would like to get more into it because I think that there's something. It surprises me that you said that it's... See, like, to me, Vermintide instantly grabs me. Like, when when I think about Vermintide, like, I'm like... The looter behind it um and i think maybe that to me like just in my core style like i think that i would have liked to seen uh deep rock go that route where it's not just the minerals that you can find but you can find like caches that give you upgrades that give you xyz stuff out in the world uh, you know out inside the tunnels um you know uh right. albeit lore or something like i i feel like my I guess the thing there is take it with a grain of salt too, because it's still early access. Oh yeah, they don't have like all the mechanics that they're gonna want in. But I, the thing with Vermintide that pushed me away is I didn't like the progression system, and I prefer the progression system in Deep Rock. I like leveling up. I like unlocking gear as you like gather minerals on missions and stuff, and like building it yourself instead of like taking an RNG role to like find it out on a mission. Yeah. yeah, and there's like promotions or like prestigious, right? Like once yeah, you get once a certain you, level, once... you you go over. He's got like yeah. a new game pause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, you keep all your equipment, but it resets your uh, your levels and stats. I mean, for like a soft prestige. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. for for anybody in chat, like I definitely recommend going and taking a look at it. It's 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 different, right? And and what I'll tell you, out of and I think that I kind of echo the sentiment of everybody on this show, like. There are in the world that we live in today, unfortunately, you either are going to get BRs or you're going to get, um, you know, companies that are, you know, now just figuring out that, oh, shit, if I spend money and time on games and not just pump these things out like yeah. fucking, you know, uh, a churn churning those things out left and right that we're you're going to get good quality. You have indie developers and these indie developers that you find, even though Steam has a slog of shit. 
Um, they're really, uh, if you use their deep dive mechanic or, or deep lab or deep dive labs, or the, I forgot what it's called, but it's, it, they have this mechanic in there that lets you pick three games. And as you pick the, or pick a game and as you pick it's these games further, yeah, it goes further and further steam, on steam labs or whatever. Yeah. It, that it, part of thing. it, it works That's, really that's one thing that I've always liked about Steam. Even with their like their green light games that they had, I, I don't know if they still have those or not, but I, I think they do. Think but they uh, green light, green oil was always one of those things where I was like, I like that, uh, the idea of green light, right? Even yeah, though you're gonna right. get hundreds and hundreds of shitty fucking games that are just made from companies that are just trying to trying to hop on the bandwagon right this was right around the time that daisy was around so like every fucking green light was a fucking zombie survival game right but there was a couple of them that were like the diamond of the rough you know Mm -hmm. you got to slog through all that shit but eventually you'll find the pearl that you were looking for right yeah (laughs) the the corn kernel if you want to go with that (laughs) yeah i mean i so i the Take a look at it. it indie games, uh, you know, it is early access. I know a lot of people are kind of eh on early access games, but um, there's a lot of amazing games that do come out early access. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, um, like we play Tarkov, like myself and Scruffy are playing the shit out of Tarkov, right? Tarkov is still technically early access beta and we've had it for forever and now it's blowing up. But like the game is like it's still in beta and you're going to have rough spat patches and you're going to have spots that are not, you know, fulfilled. Like Risk of Rain 2 is another one that I know that we all play. Um, but these games like game. they're they're they really are gems. And I, I like I hate that early access is given a bad name to some of these things that like a lot of people steer clear <laughs> of early access because of it. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man, I like Deep Rock Galactic, check it out. It's, I think that if you are into multiplayer co-op games, if you do have a group to play with, um, you know, or some friends to play with, I think that it's a very interesting take on a different genre that's really not, you know, out there um, as much. So, um, I take the early access hate a lot on consumer. Also, I don't feel like people do their research on things. They don't look at the reviews. They don't look at the user uh, scores or anything. Well, it, like that. And I think I think they trap themselves sometimes. Well, holy shit! Yeah. If you look at like Tempt, like. You know, a new game that came out. It's called Tim Tim, right? And, I, and Enigma, you actually turned me on to this uh, to, to look at it. Um, and, you know, people, on, I think Enigma is, is kind of on the bandwagon of like, I don't want to spend 40 bucks or $35 on it, right? Um, you know, but uh, Tim Tim is another early access game and it got phenomenal reviews pre launch, right? Like it got phenomenal, like people that had the game and kind of alpha it and it, great. As soon as it launched, the servers were dog shit. Right. I was about yeah, to say it's issues. like almost unplayable right now, isn't it? Uh, it was, but here's the thing, right? We're talking about a 10 man team where they came out with this game and they weren't, ex- they weren't expecting that it was going to be as big as what it was when it, when it kind of launched and then it did launch and the servers couldn't handle it. And so there was a huge ass queue um, where I, and so now the reviews are like, you know, <laughs> negative, right? It, now, yeah. Now the reviews, <laughs> now the reviews are negative and I like I have a problem with that because it, it to me it's like it's such a double edged sword with the, the like the world that we live in and what we play in like we want these games we want them now we want to play them and we're begging for them and then when we get them and they're bust or there's something wrong with it people just explode and think that they should be perfect but yet we don't want to wait for them to, to bake it and then when they do come out and they're bust there's something wrong and they try to fix it we just flame the shit out of them yeah. so it's like 
you know, as no, a, it's, 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 like, it's like I told you the other day when we were talking about it, like Temtem, it, when I when I looked at it, I originally was under the assumption that it was a free to play game. Right. right. I, I went in, I had looked at all the uh, the graphics, I had looked at the gameplay and I was like, this screams indie dev or indie developer. Right. Okay. And it screams free to play game. And then literally I was looking at it the other day and I was like, damn, it's got literally like a thirty four dollar price tag through Humble Bundle and through Steam. I'm like, I don't know if I'm willing to spend almost 40 bucks. Right on early like access right what now. Dauntless you know? is the Monster Hunter. And, yeah, you know, yeah, for for but for Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was that was my biggest issue. My my issues weren't with the fact that it was like it, it was buggy. Yeah, it, that that did that did kind of play into it a little bit. Where I was like, okay, well they released in a in a buggy state, but that's most MMOs, right? Like, well, that's most what that, MMOs that release are not good. That was my question. Gonna be my question is where, where do you guys what. Where do you guys draw that line? So an early access game comes out, right? So one, I think the price tag on, on Tim Tim is too high. I, I do. I think, I think $35 is too high. My biggest turn off. I, I think that they could have, they priced it around 20, 25. I'm in, right? Especially for early access. Like in a, in a, in a state that we're in right now with early access, where it's, we're so used to when they release an early access, it's, it's a lower price point than what they are going to actually release into right like when they actually do the full release it boosts up in price right uh, i think that's what everybody's used to and that's what i'm used to myself is like i i, I was not expecting to see the 40 almost 40 dollar price tag for sure right crovid and answered to er, and to rebuttal to what you just said i would almost prefer it be free to play with a significant amount of like not like pay to win microtransactions but like fueling through cosmetics and stuff like that so I would... so the, the question that was asked or, or was posted um because we put we do we also put this out on on youtube and things like that so people can't necessarily see the chat but the thing that was posted was basically saying that well the price tag's okay if the micro if it has something like uh if there's no microtransactions and with pokemon being 60 dollars so let's let's debunk a few things one um this being said, it's a Pokemon MMO, I think is a stretch, right? And them actually touting this as being an MMO, I think is a stretch. The Because as we know, like whenever, and, and, and this, I think this happened a while ago too, where like everything had MMO. Like it was just like, if it was an online mm -hmm. multiplayer game and they you were, had multiple people. Right. The survival like, genre itself for like the longest time. Right. Labeled itself no as an MMO. Right. Like it's, it's not an MMO. It's, there are a bunch of people online, like at the same time, and you can see them inside the world, but the interaction that you have between that is not really MMO based. Like you, it has a storyline. You run through that storyline either with yourself or co-op. Um, and you can, it, like, that's really about it. Other than the fact it's that an you, MMG. it's just a massive multiplayer game, right? Yeah. Like you, you just see the other players kind of running around in a hub world, um, you know, and so it's, or even out in the regular world, but that's really it. Like the MMO aspect of it doesn't really exist. Um, you know, and so then secondly, uh, you know, it is a Pokemon game, um, you know, but the microtransactions thing is like, I, I, I disagree. I think the microtransactions, in these type of games are very, very dangerous if you go down the non-cosmetic route to where it's like, oh, heal your Pokemon faster or Temtems or whatever the fuck you want to call Mobile them. Mobile game-based well, transactions. And, and, yeah. right. and, and especially today, right? Like recently, I've, I've seen a lot, we've seen a big shift in gaming these the, the past year, right? And it, and we're starting to see the the outcomes of it uh, with like I, the recent 
pushbacks of a lot of games and stuff as well as like uh developers like ubisoft and such going into different routes with like monetization and such we're seeing a lot of a lot right now where gamers are kind of putting their foot down on microtransactions now right and it's it's long past time that we did it because they've been predatory practices for a very long oh time. forever yeah so it's yeah. it's it's one of those things where I'm, I'm glad to see it i i kind of agree with you crovid where it's it comes down to if if it's priced right and there's no microtransactions i'm willing to pay a little bit more but 40 dollars for what is in temtems right now i don't think is it's, it's just it's, it's not it's, it's too not, high it doesn't it doesn't match it, the, it's the cost for for quality that we get is not there right and, now at least and uh, and honestly like um Deep Rock Galactic came out at a $30 price tag. Um, and I can tell you that what kept me from buying it was the price tag. Like price tag, it, yeah. in when they came out with the summer, the steam sale, the winter sale is when I picked it up. This, the I thing is like a lot of people picked it up then. Yeah. Right. Like the, like Tim Tim with what it is and the mm-hmm. hype that it had around it, the $35. Well, and again, this is a double edged thing because it, it couldn't have handled any more people. Like they yeah. needed to fix their shit, but at being at a $35 price tag, you lost a huge amount of people where I think if you came in and said at a $25 price tag or a, you know, and I still think 30 is too high at a $25 is I think that sweet spot. $20 is the fucking yeah, like, phenomenal, yeah. right? At that yeah. point, I think that you, you make so much more money because you're onboarding so many more people. Um, and you have people that are like, oh, well, it's 20 bucks. I'll wait for the bugs to get fixed. It's not a big deal whatever else at $35 that's a full-fledged game you know yeah, now much. you know coming yeah. out nowadays and with 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 all the all the issues that they had with their servers and and all the reviews that I was looking at even with me I'm able to read through the lines on a lot of those reviews you know you look at them if they've only got like a 0.5 hours in the fucking game you know, oh god that's dude not very good you know but yes. it's like you, you read through them and you're like okay I'll put this on the back burner until a Either a sale pops up, B, they fix all their fucking bugs, or C, it releases. Right. right? And, and don't even get me started. Like on Steam, absolutely needs to have a requirement that you should have a certain amount of hours before you're able you're able to post a a fucking review. Yeah. Like that's absolutely atrocious that somebody that can spend less than 30 minutes into a game can go in and post a review about something. It should not even be allowed. Like that's 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 absolutely horrible. Um it, I'm going to go ahead and pull a devil's advocate on the price tag thing because I'm trying to think of it from like a developer standpoint, what their like ambitions are with the game, how much they're wanting to push it forward, how much support they're wanting to put into it and how much that's like necessary money is going to be necessary to make that happen. That's why last year a lot of people were going with the Epic Store deals was because they were just getting big cash up front so that they could continue and push developments without having to worry about the initial early access income to afford supporting the game into the future. You know what I mean? They were able to release it, keep working no matter what the price tag was. And then after they hit their threshold, then they were starting to gain profits off of that. Yeah. But so, okay. Well, one thing, Krima um, had Tim Tim and Krima is people that made Tim Tim. They have, and I think it's still open a mobile version of Tim Tim. Um, that is done over it's either overseas or or in us i think there's a there is a full-blown mobile version of it so i understand it to a point but at the same time like you have a successful mobile version you're making money off of that i don't know if this was a i don't think this was a money ploy i don't i don't this wasn't an atlas like at all 
uh, you know, uh, of them, I think, going out there and just trying to cash, you know, in to try yeah, to that's further not, That's not what I was trying to say either. Progression. I was trying to think of, like, how much it's going to cost to support it on PC basis. Right. I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I understand. I, I just, I think that that, man, once you start getting above that $30 price tag, though, like, you're starting to, to start waxing and wane into that higher, uh, you know, tier of, of saying, like, to me at least... It says my game is my game is bug is is not as buggy. Um, and on top of that, like I'm starting to move into AAA territory. Um, yeah. you know of, see, of a that, price tag. Like that also kind of pushes into the into the argument that, like personally, that they, there's a lot of people out there that personally feel that like current AAA games are overpriced as well for what we actually get most of the time. Right. Right. So a sixty dollar price tag in in the United States is like what eighty in uh canada blah 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 blah. when it comes down to like uh actual price price variations for what we actually get a lot of people are saying like we're, we're actually paying more for games than we probably should especially since they most of the games these days have microtransactions on top of or that a season pass or a season pass or something along those lines i understand where where, you, where you're coming from with the whole uh you know we, we need to be able to make sure that we can support this game into the future but it's like then why release it early access if you're worried about that yeah that is true i get that yeah that or or do the the free-to-play model and come out with cosmetic stuff and especially yeah. inside of this type of game like temtem where you're talking about people are, are hunting down shinies people are hunting down this kind of stuff or lumas or whatever they're called it, i'm i'm not kidding you when i can like if you were to do cosmetics inside of this type of game cosmetics for your uh your your temtems and things of that it, it, up, people, yeah. yeah oh people oh my god it, yeah absolutely like you know and there's oh, especially especially there's housing correctly like that and yeah. there's in-game housing like dude oh, yeah. it, would, it would blow up like it would it, having a fully customizable house with all your cosmetics and everything like right so, so it's like it's like me like i with microtransactions i don't like microtransactions but i understand the need for them and if they're priced correctly and they're they're good value for what you get right i don't mind them Right. But most of the time, like nine tenths of the time, those microtransactions are completely overpriced for what you get. They're shit, and there's no reason for them to be in the game. Other yeah, than they're like BDO prices, hell. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like eighty-five bucks for like a set of stuff. Yeah. Right. Seventy-six prices. Right, and yeah, and and much. and to say like, I think that you know, give or like it or not, League of Legends, right? Riot Games, they, I think that they have found the right sweet spot for their like uh cost of stuff right like it, it's expensive but it's not expensive and you can earn it and you cannot earn it and there's a lot of ways to like get around it where you don't feel like because trust me as an og uh league player from way back in the day when they like everything was outrageously overly priced and expensive like mm -hmm. i think that they do a good job now of, of you get a good bang for your buck for riot points um the skins that you buy like are feel good they look amazing and they do and they are are really good um and on top of that, they go on sale enough and they have, uh, you know, the ways to get them for free. So I, well, and, then, and Riot's really good with that, too, because they build that shit, that hype up like crazy. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, the Dude, skins, music videos I for guarantee oh you that the KDA yeah. skins were one of their best selling skins ever. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I would, I would be willing to bet that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. 
So uh, I know that, again, and this is why we do this podcast, guys. It, like we've said in the first episode, and we'll continue to say it, it's very freeform. We don't like to keep in, because it, it is about a discussion. It's about a discussion about gaming, and there's so many other shows that you can watch where it's like, this is this and this and this and this. But what makes you want to watch this show is because it's four people on here discussing their feelings about wherever the conversation may take them. So, uh, you know, we started off talking about <laughs> Deep Rock, and now we're talking about League of Legends. Um, and things of that nature. So it's, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out there. If you're looking for a show that is going to be very rigid, whatever else, it's probably not the one for you, but you're more than welcome to stay and have a good time. Um, so Back to the skins, yeah. Uh, one more real quick thing. Uh, League of Legends, I think you guys are right. You get a lot of bang for your buck with this. I think Siege also does a fairly decent job as far as like AAA, like Ubisoft yeah. is not always the most, uh, amazing company when it comes to that stuff i think they've hit a pretty decent balance in that game as with the uh games as a service model i i feel like the skins are a good bang for the buck there are ways like you said with league there's ways to get them for free even if it is like a random roll box but and they just added season pa or uh battle passes in which i know some people it's a mixed bag on battle passes but at least it's guaranteed stuff that you can like earn. It gives you a reason to play the game, even if it is another like 15, 20 bucks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like the battle passes that a lot of games are kind of going into actually, because it really kind of gives you more motivation to play the game. Sometimes, you know, introducing more challenges to do, uh, you know, anything. And then you get, you know, rewards on top of that. I think it's actually a pretty cool system. Well, and yeah, it, I would happily take a battle pass over like loot boxes any day. I think it's a lot it's, more it's consumer more friendly way. Yeah. Plus with the siege battle pass, I don't know if it's like this with all battle passes, but you can actually like just not buy it. And there's like the base level battle pass. Yeah. You can level up through most, that. Yeah. Most have that. And then once you like get so far, you could be like, hmm, okay. Okay, so this is what I've unlocked from the battle pass so far. Do I want to buy the premium and just get the stuff that I've earned, or do I want to pass on it? Yeah, well, so and League does again, and uh, not going taking it back, but like League does a good job, and Riot does a good job of that as well because you know they have you can like I bought the Mecha Kingdom battle pass, right? Um, and you like you said, you cannot have to buy that, but doing that earns you more in-game currency to be able to spend to buy other items that you can get these skins and things for. So it's more of like, and it's not even that they give you it, the buying the battle pass doesn't give you anything extra. It just gives you more quests to go do and do things yeah. and to earn by just playing the game, which I think is a better model than. Um, even to say like with like Fortnite, like I don't particularly like Fortnite's uh, way that they do the battle pass where it's like buy the battle pass and then you have to go do these quests to unlock the battle pass to level up that battle pass. Like, I think that it's better to just be like, hey, this is like you're going to play the game. You're going to earn extra points because you got the battle pass like you paid for the battle pass. We're just going to give you basically a two times or three times multiplier for doing the exact same shit. Um, yep. so versus just being like, oh, you bought the battle pass, but if you, if you messed out on week two or three or four, you had to go all the way back, try to get all this stuff done and then try to get like, it just, I don't know. I, I think that it's, that's, a, that's one, that's one thing that I do like about, uh, like certain battle passes when they have them where, where they're like months on end, like when it's like a three month or a two month or something like that. I like that a little bit better because it's, it does give you a little bit of wiggle room to where if you miss like a day or two, you're, you're not going to lose yeah. out on that completely. Yeah, right. The the one the moving moving over to into like I uh, I uh, 
oh crap dauntless their battle pass is, is one of the worst battle passes that i've ever seen because it's it's a month it's ever it's month by month by month and if you miss a single fucking day you're you're screwed yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah that's asking too much <laughs> right uh, on a player yeah no that's and to be honest like what i'm actually wondering is how, and i guess this goes into the next conversation how long do we see do we before we see blizzard bring a battle pass into um what a warcraft like oh, I'm, I'm sure it's happening how pretty quick i mean if you really think about I it i wouldn't be surprised if you would see one next next expansion like i really wouldn't like that to me that that model screams world of warcraft because of hey buy the battle pass get extra rep get you know get all this extra stuff that you're gonna do um but let me ask you if they frame it that way does that now move into a pay to win mentality like a pay to win category i'll tell you one thing that i i would i would uh, i would actually like to see that in some cases with world of warcraft because if they could do uh like a battle pass and instead of making me grind for fucking uh reputation to get the allied races i just got to get to a certain point in the battle pass to get the allied races i'd be okay with that so you're saying to basically go down the route of of having an almost like an alternate quest, not necessarily a quest line, but basically an alternate way to get the same stuff that you could do unless you were to spend the entire time doing it. So, yeah. huh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just it we're, like battle passes open up a lot of different options, uh, and I'm again, I think that it's so funny that you see these big ass companies that do these battle passes use them in a corrupt manner. And then the companies that, you know, really give a shit actually fix it. And then the bigger companies are like, we're embracing this because we love our consumers. No, no fuck you, bro. Like you're not embracing it because you love your consumer. You're doing it because you got caught, you know, with your hand in the fucking cookie jar and somebody came out with something better. So another, uh, another good thing about battle passes I actually like is a lot of them I've seen, at least you can actually, buy them if it's use the in-game currency to buy the battle pass you usually can accrue that much currency from the battle pass to buy the next one yeah, yeah. you just save it so yeah. you don't ever actually have to spend another that's or so bucks for each battle. I, I, again going back to dauntless that's one thing that pisses me off about theirs they the first battle pass that they released and then i i don't play dauntless anymore obviously and it's after they went to we we all know that i'm, I'm not yeah, a fan of, uh, <laughs> of of epic but yeah the, the first battle pass that they put in you you could literally play the entire battle pass you could miss some days they, they had it longer than a month right it was like a month and a half i think you could miss a few days be completely fine and by the end of it you would make enough credits back to buy the next battle pass yeah well their second battle pass they went in and removed 25 credits worth of credits so that you would have to then pay them ten dollars to get the 25 credits that you needed to buy the battle pass yeah so and then on top sure. of that on top of that you were you had to buy the the extra credits that you had so like ten dollars was like 400 credits or something like that right you only needed like 25 or so on some odd credits to, to complete it that was fucking shady shit yeah that's what that's, I that's like. greed <laughs> yeah yeah it's ridiculous man yeah it's i mean I, so i don't know i mean i think we talked about battle passes in, in a in a big way and uh you know and how it kind of affects games and it brought up a point of things like we talked about developers finding ways that, that they are busted and fixing it and some of like that. So I want to talk about, cause I know 
Enigma is playing Monster Hunter, and there's been some stuff that Monster Hunter has done here here so, yeah. recently. Yeah, moving on, moving on with uh, with Monster Hunter World. That's what I've been playing a lot of uh, as of late. Monster Hunter World. I've been playing a lot. Of, I I'm still playing uh, Red Dead Redemption. I uh, got the online stuff with that, but mostly recently I've been playing uh, Monster Hunter World. But yeah, no, they they they've implemented some some shady shit. Like, so like, what, honestly, what would that like, be? this is what this is what pisses me off. Like, they they implemented this shit. I uh, they didn't have it previously on the previous version of Monster Hunter World. With Iceborne, they implemented a uh, anti cheat, anti piracy uh, program known as Denovu. Which, if if anybody has played any games recently with like uh, uh, Ubisoft stuff, stuff like that, they are huge on Denovu. Right, Denovo is an anti-piracy uh, program, and when it's been proven multiple times on multiple games that when you add Denovo into the ba- like the base files of your game, so that people can't remove it very easily, there is absolutely there's like two days worth of leeway that they get from being pirated. Right, <laughs> so the the entire reason for pro- adding that program into your game is completely null after two days. So did you really do anything with it? On top of that, it's it, it hits people's systems by like thirty percent, right? It, it's like thirty percent more CPU yeah. usage. Uh, I think it was it, in in the case of Modern, uh, Monster Hunter World, it was like if if you were like sixty percent CPU usage, because Monster Hunter World is not a small game. It is not. It is a huge resource hog. Like I think that my shit gets up to sixty percent usage on my CPU and like eighty percent on my on my GPU. I was at hundred percent on both constantly Jeez. like there was the <laughs> i wouldn't after be surprised Iceborne. if monster hunter gets the cpu bug that a lot of ubisoft games get i, I wouldn't be surprised yeah i wouldn't be surprised so recently they they did that i uh, and and the other the other big thing that they kind of fucked over their entire pc player base was was in doing that they removed mod support so they made it so that you couldn't use mods the only mods that you could use were like uh was mods a, uh, a big thing in Monster Hunter? Yes, no, I never, mods I never was knew huge. that. I thought I mods, never knew that. Mods on PC was gigantic. They were uh, I, they weren't as big as Skyrim. Me and I, Scruffy were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. They, they're not as big as Skyrim. Obviously, you know Skyrim is ridiculous with mods. Yeah, you're never going to be like that as the game. They probably got like thousands and thousands and thousands of mods. But yeah. Monster Hunter World has a, a a staggering like had at least a staggering like 1,400 mods. What was it? Did you that, like they had any like performance enhancing mods like they did yeah they had a lot of performance enhancing mods a lot of mods that fixed quests that uh capcom neglected to fucking fix yeah. before they released it they had a lot of mods that uh just fixed my, like minor gripes that the community had uh stuff that stuff that was just like stuff that made your your hunting life easier had a dps uh meteor to kind of track your own dps had uh you so know. they're more like quality of life things. It quality wasn't, of life mods. Exactly. It wasn't. It wasn't like adding in like quests and things. Well, of no, that there nature. was. That's what I was about to get to. They had a lot of quality of life mods, but they also had a lot of mods that that added in like custom content, like custom huh. monsters, custom wow. quests, custom uh, weapons, custom armors. So, so could I could, with so, a multiplayer game? Could you both like you and your friend both get that mod? Only if you had it. it. Only, only if you had them. Most of the time, uh, it was kind of like an unspoken rule that if you were modding, you didn't you didn't really play online. Okay. Uh, especially if it was stuff like uh, like like damage boosts and stuff like that, or custom weapons and stuff. That goes uh, online of like cheats, like kind of. Yeah, it, it was it was never really uh, Capcom's never really stated that modding is is banned. It, they don't want you to mod. 
but yeah. they've never really stated that they want you to at the same time. Right. So it's always been kind of a gray area. They've right. never banned anybody for it unless it's like it's it's like Uber like cheaty blatantly like, yeah one one hit combos on people yeah, God mode whatever yeah so but they they did they pissed off the PC community quite a bit because like between the release of uh, Iceborne on the consoles which was back about six months ago roughly and the release of Iceborne on the PC the only thing keeping the PC going was mods mm-hmm. well. So, hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean that that, 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 that in its own right is a it's it's fucked up because the fact that like don't give me this line of bullshit that you come out with with Monster Hunter and then which again, we all know Monster Hunter World like came out on con- on PlayStation and console, 6 months later it comes out on PC, 6 months later Iceborne comes out, 6 months later it comes out on PC. Like that's that's a load of sh- dog shit. Like we're this is 2020. It was at that time it was 2019. Like get the fuck out of here and telling me that you can't program simultaneously i'd understand if you're you know a four-man crew in some you know your mom's basement but you're capcom and you've got millions upon millions of dollars like take take three guys off of the next street fighter shitty port that you're about to go do and tell them to you know dev for pc like they, all those all of that should have launched simultaneously like i, I, I thought it was yeah. a uh i thought it was a ploy to get more people to buy it on console i thought it was like console exclusivity for like patches and dlcs and stuff like they there that. there is console exclusivity for certain things uh, i don't think there's a console exclusive for patches uh console exclusives for monster underworld are like certain monsters okay. uh, i wasn't sure if it was like the destiny thing where, stuff like no yeah it's, it's nothing like that it's just they they, they leg- legitimately were just like we're gonna develop for console first and then, oh, well, that's, that's uh, PC PC will release in some undetermined date. Right. It, it was down it, the road. It, it was a way. It, <laughs> it was a way for them to generate hype six months after their game launched uh, yeah. to be able to keep that hype going to be able to launch it on PC. Like that's all that that was. Like it's it's a marketing. And again, from someone that comes from a marketing back you know background with work, it's a marketing ploy. And it, and companies do it all the fucking time. And it's a fucking joke. Like it, it, it really pisses people off too. I bet with PC because you know you you release it later in a date and then you also pull this you know no mods or well, whatever. Yeah, and that's then you that's put the Novo anti cheat in. That's the biggest part that pissed that off the community is that it's like okay, well we've we've waited now for however many months it is. Yeah, and you never mentioned anything about this. We didn't know anything about this. You've just thrown this in there, and all of a sudden, not only is it fucking over. Uh, legitimate people that have bought your product, but it, you're not even you're not even really punishing the people that are pirating your stuff. You're literally it's two days. They had that shit cracked in less than 24 hours, and yeah. they had it released 24 hours after that. Wow. Like you, you can't. Denovu is 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 so far off the rails when it comes to that kind of shit that I don't even know why developers continue to use it like there's there's no reason for it especially with the 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 bad sides that it has with it with the cpu usage and the and the higher temperatures and everything like that there's people there's people yeah there's people that have actually had their their cpus burned out because of that that's ridiculous i think it's just to get a check mark to say that the game has anti-cheating measures put in so they can write that off the list and then forget about it i think it's the easy man's way out it's very funny that uh the the game is called Monster Hunter Iceborne, but yet it makes your CPU fry. <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> right. Like, right. You think that you would be chilling, but Jeez, no, bro. 
Oh, no. well, that's kind of crazy. Well, yeah, no, it, it it definitely did piss off the PC community base, and and thank God for modders. Like, I'm I'm going to take out a shout out right now. Fucking, you know, somebody the mods a game, go over and give them a pat on the back, because like, thank God for these modders. They had a week worth of work behind them. Like, they had to go into their files, they had to go into the databases, figure out what the fuck Capcom had done, undo what Capcom had done make a compiler so that the mod folder could then read fully what what you were what it was supposed to be doing and then they released that early last week i think so and and in doing that they also removed some of the bugs uh made the game run a little bit better on cpus that were having issues and on top of that re-enabled mods so it's like Shout out to your modders, right? Yeah, modders save games, dude. No, some they games do. just would not be alive without mods, like honestly. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Scruff, uh, I mean, I know what you're playing, obviously. Uh, we, we play a majority of our games together, aside from playing with your ball and cup. Uh, what is the <laughs> you don't want to know about my ball and cup, my kendama, bro? Uh, we already talked about it. we had to ban that stuff off this show, bro. We last episode got real weird. <laughs> We started talking, so uh, no, I do not want to know about your ball and cup. Um, stop, and cup. stop condoming on the podcast, bro. Oh, oh, oh. All right, all Jesus right, Christ. Uh, what, I like the kendama. Oh I'll co-sign with you, Scruff. What, Thanks, what, what have you been up to playing? Oh man, well, obviously you know Tarkov. That's been a blast. Not divinity, uh, I can tell you that for a fact. That's common. You're though. never here, bro. <laughs> you're never here to play. So, but fuck Literally. off. Well, no, no, no. Sin, to be fair, you're the one who's always like, but I want to play. Tarkov. Yeah, bro. Uh, I do want to. Don't be pulling. Don't be throwing that target on me, bro. I do want to play Tarkov. If I Ow. ask you a lot if you want to play divinity. You know, Ow! Like, I fucking hit my elbow. <laughs> Um, <laughs> karma, instant karma, right uh, there, bro. Um, honestly, though, just League of Legends and Tarkov. Really, I've been been trying to like cone in on not taking one game too seriously and kind of splitting it up in even amount. And right now, it seems to be just League and uh, Tarkov that I've been bouncing back and forth with. Uh, sometimes I put a little Rocket League in there. Still, still enjoy that from time to time. Yeah. Um, Question for that. you, League players: Is that a that chess game still a thing? Auto chess? Yeah. I never got into it. So TF, TFT is still a thing. Um, it's actually uh, got quite a bit of following behind it. It's still nowhere close to League, right? Um, yeah, I just wasn't sure because I remembered hearing a ton about it like four months ago, and I haven't heard much of it since. Everybody I was watching play it has stopped off. playing it yeah. since. I mean, it's 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 different, right? It's it's a new it's a it's a new spin on. On league and the thing about it that makes it uh interesting and, and actually we can get to uh you know legends of runtara just just came out I, I played a couple games before the show i wanted to play a couple games just so i could talk about it on the show as well um but uh you know these type of games are just a way to spin well to be 100 honest it's riot being like oh fuck dota came out with auto chess and people are playing it oh shit we need to come out with something and then uh you know hearthstone um, doing Hearthstone thing and being s- super successful, and then now I think kind of semi successful. I wouldn't say really it's semi successful, honestly. Like Hearthstone has fallen off the face of the earth. Pretty yeah, much. it started it, falling whenever actually, all the big wow it's actually, happened. Yeah, it's actually costing. Well, even before that, it's actually costing I uh, Blizzard more money to keep it going. From what I've heard. Yeah. Um. So, uh, in any case, like 
it's a way to play it without having to be like, I need to learn, like one, rely on other people. So the one most frustrating thing, if any, and again, I mean, League has been out forever, so I don't think really have to go in depth about <laughs> League, about what it is. But the thing that, that's frustrating about League, um, and honestly, like I was super, as someone that was, you know, has played MOBAs off and on, you know, forever, and, and I, I love competitive gameplay. MOBAs hit that niche that's just like, when you fucking destroy, you fucking destroy. Unlike shooters and anything else, like when you put someone to the ground, it's like, I'm better than you. Get the fuck out of my way. Like, it's, there's just a feeling about it, right? Um, but the thing that makes League so frustrating and why, like, the new like the new season, I wanted to go ranked. I wanted to try, like, to go for, uh, you know, um, the Grandmaster ranking, all that kind of stuff. The problem with that is, is that if you do not have a core group of people of at least three people, and even then it's a fucking shit show as to whether or not you're actually going to be able to do it properly um, with anything less than three people, it, it really is a roll of the dice because you can have an amazing top lane. You can have an amazing jungle, but if you, your mid could fucking feed, like you're reliant, so reliant on other players. Whereas with TFT, you're not, it's just you, you and, and what you're going to build and that's it. Um, and that's the right. same, same thing with like legends of Runtara. It's, you build your deck and there's a, some mechanics in there that, you know, but uh, it's, it's you and, and, and against the world versus yeah. the other thing. So is um, legend of Runtara. Is that on the same league client? Like, no, TFT so, is? real weird, like really, really weird. Um, so let's, let's talk about that for a moment. Cause I do want to go back to Tarkov uh, because I, I think we talked a little bit about Tarkov last week, but our last time, but I don't think we really got too heavily into it. Um, Legends of Runtara, I played a few games of it, and it's it, it's a real weird that it's not on the League launcher. It's the exact mm -hmm. same launcher, but a different launcher. Like you have to have Legends of Runtara like huh. launcher. It logs it logs yeah. it logs you into to the Riot client. It logs you into the Riot thing, but it's a completely different thing. The other thing that's really weird about it is that it's its own currency. So really? yes, so all the money. Are they, all right, that's what I was about to say. Are, are they prepping for that new game that they got coming out? That Not new, uh, yeah, Overwatch thing. Possibly. I don't know, but like it's what's we again. If you look at it, it's the exact same setup as a as leagues and TFTs because TFT is built into into Riot's client, right? In the League yeah. of Legends client. The money you buy in League, the same money on TFT. And I got to imagine it'll be the same, but it's really weird. And I, I, I bet that it's fucking going to change that yeah. the riot points that you buy on League do not, they, they will eventually transfer over, but right now it doesn't. So no, to answer your question, Krovid, your your riot points that are on League are not the same riot points that you buy so in Legends of Retire. It's, yeah. It is. It's weird. I was like, oh, okay. You know, and... You don't think it's something shady, right? You think it's just like... I no, I'm, no. I'm willing to bet that they're I'm I'm willing to bet that they're trying to prep for like a an altogether launcher with their new with that new one that they're coming yeah, out with Project yeah. A. Uh, that would I be would nice. So. Honestly, like I'd like a launcher that incorporates all their games like in one. They're they're, they're gonna they're gonna try and go down the route of uh, the Blizzard launcher. I'm I, willing to bet. I, I so yeah. I, I don't know. I I want to say no that it's not shady, but I also want to say this is riot they know what the fuck they're doing this is not their first rodeo and yes That's i do yes i do think that it's fucking bullshit i think that what they see is that i think tf like they look at tft and they're like tft is getting a dwarfed in the league launcher like no one i don't think anybody goes to t to to league you know to just play t like i don't i don't know how to explain it other than saying like 
it almost makes TFT an afterthought. So like Legend of Rutara being on its own thing is its own system. But I think that they're trying to say, hey, we can capitalize on people that just want Legends of Rutara, make our own currency over here, have them buy their own shit there. And then if they do want to play League, they can buy it there. But what I, I, I foresee probably happening is that they... I don't know. I, I almost see them keeping it separate. And then you, when you buy um, riot points, it will give you X amount over here and X amount over here. I, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea, but legends of Runtara it, it's aside from that being fucking weird. Um, the it's a different take on heroes of the storm. So like in a normal card game, you play your cards and they're on the field. And then mm -hmm. it's a, you know, everybody attacks and blocks at the same time. Like there's not like a attack phase, block phase, or whatever else. It's, it's it, so like in, if you play magic or you play Hearthstone or whatever else, you play your cards. And then in that turn, unless something has summoning sickness, you can attack that turn. That's not the case in Legends of Runtara. In Legends of Runtara, there is a attack coin that goes to each person. And so one turn is set that you will attack. And then it's my turn it's on my turn i have a turn to block and then the coin flips and now it's my turn to attack and the the person on the other end can only block like they can't it's 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 fucking weird i don't know how to explain it other than it's just it's fucking weird as a as someone that plays ccgs uh it, it's just an odd setup to do um also too like you play your cards so you you have mana that builds up over time um, every turn you gain one one resource point, and then they have this other thing called mana points um, that you build for spells. But like the spells use the same cost, but you can only cast three spells. It's like at a time. Uh, huh. Does that make sense? Like again, stop me at any point so I can make sure that this is like uh, <laughs> explaining properly. But I know nothing about card games, so if you try okay. to explain it to all me, right. we'd be here all night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've only played hard, so I see some similarities. But okay, other than so that, no. all right, the, the quick synopsis. All right, so you, each turn you you have a deck of cards, right? You you and they're based off the League of Legends, like. Uh, you know, territories, Demacia, all of this kind of stuff, right? So um, when you build your deck, every card has an attack and a defense, normal mm -hmm. shit. Um, yeah. But you also have, uh, and every card has a cost. Is there like taunts and stuff like other games? And uh, like so shields and whatnot. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yes and no. So um, as you, uh, as um, you play your cards, you earn resource points every single turn, right? And yeah. you, once you get up to a certain point of resource points, um, you can play your cards because each card has its own cost. But at the end of a turn, up to three unspent, or unspent resource points will be saved into mana. And then you have three mana points that you can spend, but you, so, which means you can only cast three spells. So you still have to have the resource points to spend, to use the spell, but you can only cast three spells at a time. Okay, three spells per turn. Three spells per turn, right? Okay, gotcha, but yes, yeah, yeah it's, it's still used with regular resource points. You still have to have the resource points to spend on the spell, but you have to have the mana points to spend to play the spell. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All, all right. It's, I don't know. It's, it's fucking weird. The other side of it is that you pay for your cards. You pay for your cards, and then they go into like a holding side, like a holding space. So, like, uh, imagine in front of you there's a board. So you play your cards, and they go onto the front board. 
and then that just puts them in field like to you for you to be able to use and then whenever it's your turn you place them in lanes that you want them to go so like if i place a uh whenever it's someone's attacking i will say i want to attack here and then i want to put another creature here and i put another creature here the then on the blocking side you have to place them in the lanes that you want them to block uh properly like plants versus zombies uh kind of or if <laughs> like, I, i'm trying to think of any comparison uh, or the what's the dota game that fucking could uh uh um came out uh the dota card game shit um oh god damn it uh that was the one that got all the trolls on it yeah artifact, artifact yeah, yes artifact. it's it's very similar to that where like you put the you have to block like it's not just you choose who you want to block they have to be in the pro like in, they have to be in front of them to block um, yeah, I got you. So that's that. Then the other side of it is, I guess, like you have like abilities that you can attach to players. Um, so like you can have like a standard shield and barricade and all this other kind of stuff. But what's weird is that they have characters in the game that level up. So like you have like your champions. So like Thresh and uh, Lux and, you know, all of these characters that mimic abilities that they have inside of League of Legends, but they also level up based on what they do. So like some of them are fucking really difficult. Like Lux, you are like, uh, no, not Lux. One of them has to have a completely empty or Jinx. Your, your entire hand has to be completely empty. And then she levels up. And or like uh, if you're Garen, you attack one person and they level up like and then and when they level up, they get one attack and one health. So I don't it's they uh, each have their own course. Yeah, like, yeah I got it. I want to spend a little bit more time into it, but it's weird because Riot is known for being like simplistic, but like super hard to master and be good at. But like this is almost overly complicated in ways that I'm like. I don't understand why they did it the way they did it. Like, I don't understand any why. sort of RNG to like make a game go one way or the other. Uh, would you say it's, it's basically built your deck, what you build with, like what okay. your deck decks going into the one thing that I don't. And I think that, and I've not played the magic, the gathering one, but I wish that these games would do is basically a side deck because I think that it's the, um, the problem is, is that you will go into, like, I don't know what I'm, I'm going up against, right? And the same thing is with Hearthstone. Like, within Hearthstone, I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you can have, like, a sideboard. I think it's just, I'm going to go up against this person. If I built, if my deck that I chose to go in with is fucking wrong, it's over. Like, I'm, 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 I'm fucking done. Whereas, you yeah. know, if MTG does have a sideboard, like, normal cases, I can go up and sit down and say, I'm going to play you. And then we kind of like, okay, cool. What kind of deck are you playing? Well, I'm playing black green. Like, I'm not going to tell you I'm playing a black green or blue green or blue, you know, blue white control deck, but I'm telling you I'm playing black green. Okay, cool. Then I alter my deck a little bit to shuffle. They'd be like, cool, I need to add these cards in. This doesn't have that. So if you fuck up and you go in, you're fucked. Like, and you don't, yeah. and, and that's it. There's um, no way to really counter a certain deck. No, 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 how to counter a certain deck. No. And what I can find is like league. If you, you can fuck up real fast, real quick, because if you don't block accordingly or because of the way that the turn bases are done, where one person attacks and you have to block and then it flips over. If you, if there's a sub strategy there of how you play your cards and when you play your cards. And if you don't play them properly, then it's, it's uh like you're, you're, you're fucked from the get go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm going to stream it. I'm going to play it. I, I want to kind of get a better understanding of it, but it's definitely weird. It's definitely weird. Um, okay. Uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about with Tarkov or just the only thing I'm going to talk about with Tarkov is guys, 
if you're if you're into at all shooters and you are looking for something that's more than just running gun get in get out like you know blow 15 people away and you know whatever go play tarkov it's an amazing experience check it out on my channel on scruffy's channel uh it's it's there's nothing else out there like it and i'm not gonna spend yeah, any more check it out before yeah don't you, go and spend the money on it like it. it's not a game that you can just throw the money at. it's yeah. it's forty dollars uh, or $45. It's not cheap to get into. It's yeah, also really do your research. Cause if you just get put in there, you know, you blindly, you're not, you're, you're not, not going to have fun. You're going to have a bad time. Yeah. yeah. It, you're not going to have fun. And it's super overwhelming too. I feel like you got to do is. a little bit of research going into it. You yeah. really do. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, honest to God, it's one of these things that like the learning curve feels like this. Once you realize what it is, it's kind of like this. Like yeah. it's not exactly straight up and down. Um, but it is a situation where you're gonna play a game where because what it is is you go in and if you die with whatever you took in, it's gone unless you insured it. And nine times out of ten, it's still gone unless yeah. you somehow find a way to get into the same exact server like I did last night, where I died and then came back as a scav in the same server I died in and found my shit. So that's the thing. I <laughs> a, a scav can load into any uh pre-existing server that a pmc is still active on so if you died to a pmc that killed you in your server you can load a scav and by chance maybe just get into that one that that pmc is still running around on and PMC I, being a real player yep and it happened it, it happened to me last night I, I literally loaded into the exact same map as a scav which was crazy yeah. Um, yeah. but in any case, uh, it, it's very, it's a daunting game, but it's, it's amazing. And there's nothing else out there like it right now. Um, honest to God, there's nothing else out there in a shooter world like it. Um, but do your due diligence to do your homework and take a look at it because it's not for the faint of heart, but it's an amazing game. Um, okay. So I want to talk, let, let's talk, I, I, I want to kind of, you know, we're getting into the, the back portion of the podcast and I want to kind of talk about some stuff that's, that's kind of gone on. Um, and <laughs> You know, we obviously talk about video games, but we also talk about real world events and Twitch and things of that nature and what's going on. Right. So uh, recently, um, this past week, uh, not going to name the person. I don't even know the streamer. I don't even know the con the name of the, the person that did it. But uh, someone decided to put out there in the world and Twitch that what we do as content creators or streamers or influencers or whatever the hell you want to call yourself is not free. And how dare you spend hours and hours and hours watching us and not either subscribe or we have deserve to be paid. Right. We deserve to be paid. Like I, I so I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate for some of this, but I want to hear your guys' opinion on this because again, this, this content creator had a, uh, and you can find it all over Twitter. Literally, go and look on Twitter. You can find what we're talking about. But this person basically berated her her chat, not once, but twice, um, because she didn't see enough of her subs icons. She didn't see enough of her uh, you know, donations going through. She streamed for a full hour and never saw a sub su subscription come in or a donation come in. And triggered and began to berate her chat for saying that they were poor and that they were broke and how dare they do that or whatever else. What is, what is your guys' opinion? I mean, I'm sure I pretty much know, but I'd like to hear what's your guys' opinions on this. Uh, well, I mean, for right <laughs> off the, right off the bat, like it's, it's just straight up standard. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say standard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to tiptoe around this very carefully. 
it's Sorry, what's what we're looking for. Yeah. No, it's 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 fucking funny. I I, I don't. Uh, that's it. That's I I have I haven't really had anything to say about it because I think it's just I I can't tell if it's a joke. Yeah. Or if it's real. Yeah. Because if it's a joke, it's it's not funny, and if it's real, it's it's definitely not funny. But it's it's straight up entitlement. Uh, streamer entitlement, to, through and through. Yep. And when you sign up to be a streamer, you never sign up for, you know, a guaranteed paycheck. You know, the, there's no guarantee that you're actually going to get paid. You're going to get subs. You can get viewers, everything like that. There's no, there's no guarantee of that. So it's like that she even expected that to happen, and then that she had that much that 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 insane of a reaction to it is is pretty crazy to me personally. Yeah, Bill. Do you have anything else you want to add to this before I well, go in? <laughs> honestly, I, I couldn't say anything more than uh, what Enigma pretty much said. It, it's, I don't know, ignorant, and uh, I feel bad for their community. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. That's all. I believe we as a community have all been schemazzed real bad. I think this is a case of a streamer that's going in and doing stuff like a an old school Tyler One or a Casey Tron or an old school Keemstar. They are purposefully doing this stuff because this isn't the first time she's done it. She's done it yeah. two or three times before in yeah. the past six months. She's just doing it to get her name circulating, and it worked. I've seen like five YouTubers that do commentary YouTube videos all talking about it. I've seen it all over Twitter this week. Well, it's, it's like it's, it's like a tactic and it's working. She's doing it on purpose. I guarantee, like, yeah, some of it is probably her genuine opinion, and it's wrong. Obviously, it's wrong, but she's doing it in a way that is almost like a parody of it. Like yeah. she's mm-hmm. that's, that's where that's where I get streamer, right and she's doing it on purpose to get attention, and it works. No, that's what that's where I was kind of coming in. Was like I, I can't tell if it's like it, it it is really a Casey Tron type deal, right? Where it's like I can't tell if she's serious, but she plays the part so well that I'm like, it I seems would, like she's serious. I would right? probably be eighty percent that there's no way this can be legit. Yeah, I I cannot like, imagine a person actually going in with this with like sure people think it's legit but that's the point they like the uh the hype around it they like the uh the toxicity factor they think it's amusing to watch and it's gonna be bring people in so that they can maybe catch live her next meltdown on something you know it's like it's like you and i talked about on twitter right we were kind of going back and forth on twitter where i was you were you were asking about it and i'm like well you know it's it's that tried and true method of bad press is still press Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like it, it is it, it was it more to get her name out there because if it was it worked very well. Right. Whether it, it was did fake or well. real, it, it doesn't matter. It just proves that she just wants more, whether it's fake or real. So okay, um, so one, I think it's real, and 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 here's why I think it's real because I I understand the bait mentality, I understand the counterculture mentality, and all of this bullshit. But this is two separate times on two separate occasions that are roughly months and months and months and months and months apart, right? Um, to to be a debate, I get it, right? And I, but also too to see that the way that the person then responded back inside of Twitter and inside of this kind of stuff, um, and just in general um, to kind of the things that she was getting, and as someone that actually you know did 
read chat logs that were going on during that time. I, I don't see it as being 100% bait. I'm not saying it was or whatever else, but I also think that I'm... I don't want to give this person that much credit, to be 100% honest. Like, I, I think that I don't, I don't want to think that this person is smart enough to actually do that. Two, uh, what I will say is that I, I am on the side that you as a content creator are creating your own content. You be whatever you want to be. And chat, it, you participate in that. If that's, what, if that's what she is, like it's her channel, she can say whatever the fuck she wants. I mean, as long as it's not breaking TOS, which she didn't do. So she gets the right to break to, to say whatever she wants. People blowing it out of proportion to, you know, be utterly offended at what she said or whatever else. Like I, I get like you're pissed off and you're angry and you think that it's a it's a the wrong thing to do. Which in your own personal opinion it may be, but she has the right to to say whatever yeah. she wants on her channel. You know, in, in those kind of things. Again, she's not using racial slurs. She is basically telling her chat like, look, like what I'm not what I'm doing isn't free regardless of whether we think it's right or not, it's her channel, right? And if it gets her more subs, then then great. She's got 85 subs. She's got more subs than I do. She, yeah, she's, I know, or whatever else. She's got more subs than the majority of the people that are in this channel right now. Oh God, here we so, go. Here's, here's Sin's breakdown right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Why are you not subbing? But what, but what I'm, what I'm saying, and, and here's the thing, and I think that this shows a light on, on what the problems that are involved with this right now. Like my kids are you know i'm 33 years old uh i had to think about that for a second i've got a 10 year old and an 11 year old son and we had a discussion in the car a couple days ago that we're like hey what do you want to be when you grow up it used to be i want to be an astronaut it was i want to go into the military now it's i want to be a content creator i want to stream and i absolutely squashed that shit right in the fucking like nope that's not no we're not doing this right and this is the problem. This, if this is a legitimate thing, and this person did this, you are turning the, you're hitting the go live button for the wrong reason. Anybody in the right mind that thinks that you are, thank you for that sub, by the way. <laughs> so anybody that, anybody that turns their camera on and their stream on to think and go about this is saying this is going to be my income and this is the only thing that i'm going to do you're doing it for the wrong reasons i turn a game on and i stream because i want to play video games that's all it is and i want to play video games and interact with people that like the same games that i'm doing if i never become anything more than what i am now and if i lose every single one of my viewers well then so fucking be it like i don't give a shit but i never ever ever feel the need to say that you should have to pay me because this isn't my job and if you quit your job before you can make enough money to do this full time well then that's you on you and you're a fucking idiot like there you should not turn your camera on with the hopes of saying that oh i'm going this is going to be my full time job and i'm going to quit my job before this is a reality to make this my dream i get that you yeah. want to do this as a life you know if that's what you want great follow your dreams all that you know fucking R. Kelly bullshit, but the the reality of it is, is that, like, look, I'll put it out there. I'll be the one to say it. For me to do this full time, I need six thousand dollars a month. There's no way in fucking hell that this is gonna ever be six thousand dollars a month. I know that. Is that gonna stop me from hitting the go live button? No. Is that gonna make me sit here and say I need six thousand dollars from you people? No. Like, the, but the reality of it is, is that that's the that's the case, and you should, if you're smart enough put money aside if you want to make this a reality to say, Hey, I have enough money to survive for a year without an income. Like you're opening your own fucking business. And these, I think these people think that you're going on here and turning a camera on to make money and that it's just like, that's what it is, you know, and I'm going to become famous because I've, you know, I've 
a female or I have a low cut shirt or I am completely toxic or whatever else. Like just because you have one month of success doesn't mean that that's it. You know, like you should not just, I don't know. It, it, it really makes me mad. And I work in this industry and I see it every day where I'm like, Oh, I'm going full time. And I'm like, do you, do you have a year's worth of salary or at least six months worth of salary kicked back to where you're not going to make a fucking enough money to survive? Like it's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's scary when some people, you know, hit it huge for like a month or something and they think they can go you know huge and make this full-time thing and they just throw it all away and then when you know their view count goes down what are they going to do now what are, what are they going to do when they start losing all those that like people that joined and, and started donating all that yeah I'm gonna, stuck yeah i've got a few takes on that kind of stuff um like how you were saying it's her channel and that stuff it it's her channel and as far as that getting blown up, I see no reason why this ever should have went as viral as it did. She didn't break any TOS. She was just a chick doing some not nice things, and people just like talk about not nice things on Twitter and social medias and stuff. There's no reason at all that this should have been as big of a deal as it was, first of all. And second, as far as the uh, what your intent going to streaming, I don't care what reason you're coming to stream if you want to hit that live button in hopes of making a paycheck more power to you whatever your motivator is whether it's hanging out with friends whether it's trying to build a community whether it's making money it's all valid but it's you should never expect it you should never expect everybody to follow your values and you should never expect everybody to uh like the way you're doing she i believe because i still think it's fake i still think it's a character and if that is the case it's her way of making herself stand out from the sea of twitch streamers out there it is a very saturated market you need to do something to get your name to stand out and this is the route that i believe she's chose to go at least for the time being and it worked thus far I don't know what her follower, her viewer account, or her sub counter have done since this week happened, but it, it can't have negatively affected her because, like I said, this is the third time she's done it. I remember at the end of last year, there was a video, it didn't get as much circulation as this one, but she was calling her viewers leeches for basically yeah. the same stuff, watching for hours and not donating, not subbing, or anything like that. I believe it's a character. I believe. It's her way of standing out. And even if she wanted to just hit the get alive button to make money, that's her prerogative. I'm not going to hate on her. It's not the reason I hit the go live button. But if that's the way she wants to go about it, I'm not going to tell her no. no oh, no. I, and I'm not I'm not saying that just because like you don't look I, you do. Everybody does something. Like in, in anybody that sits here that, that says that you don't hope to earn something out of going live or, or, you know, the moment that someone got affiliate, right. That you, right. you became ecstatic. I did right. The moment you got your first donation, you got blown away. Right. The moment that you got your oh, first yeah. sub button, like, yeah, all of that shit. Like, let's you, be real here. Everybody, whenever they start streaming hopes to hit it big one day I mean, for one reason or another. Right. Yeah. The, the thing that's about it is I think that it's understanding that you need to be realistic and what your the stuff is. And I think that that's so much of the problem with now and society and generate and what, what is going on is that it's so much of like this instant gratification. And I think that everybody thinks that 
you know, you can hit the button and just, it's going to happen. And, you know, out of everybody that's in here and maybe I'm wrong and correct me if I'm, if I'm, if I'm wrong, but you know, in chat and like too fat, too fat actually helped me get my first stream set up. Right. So me and him go back a, a long way and, or well, not my first stream, but one of my streaming rigs like set up, like I've been doing this for a long time. And I would bet to say that I've probably been in this industry longer than anybody has been in this fucking industry and or anybody in this, this, this little area right now has been in this industry. And I'm telling you like the, you can have the best looking fucking stream. You can have the best audio quality. You can have the, be the most entertaining fucking person in the entire world. And you can sit here and watch some body with a shitty stream off of a fucking camera phone, making more money than what you'll ever make. Right. If you sit here and think that this is the day that you can just hit that go live button and that, and why are you not getting viewers and why are you not getting what you want? Well, it's, it's a job. Like, Treat it like it's a job. You know, Brex, one of our, our pre-patch guys said it best. You, when you sit down in this chair, you hit that book, go live button. You need to treat it just like you would sit down at your work. Right. And what you're going to, you're going to put the same effort into it or whatever. And it's fine if you don't want to, like, if you're going to, I just want to chill with friends and have a camera. And if somebody wants to watch, great, that's fine too. Like you can do that as well, but don't go in there with the expectation that at, or, and just at 85 subs that I can quit my fucking job and do this full time. Because a lot of people, I think, get that fucking check mark. And there are people that we know personally that I have literally had a discussion with, with saying when you get that check mark or when you become where, you know, where you're at because you have success right now, do not fucking just think that that's it. Like it's not. And you can do so many other things inside this industry. Like Twitch has gotten me to the point where because of what I've done here and because of the community that we have. I'm able to work in this industry and doing something that I would have never thought I would have going to do 11 years ago. If you would have asked me when I started streaming on when you opened up my own business in the gaming industry, or when I started streaming on Hitbox and shit like that, I would have never thought that I'd be going to TwitchCon, going to TwitchCon Amsterdam, going to E3, participating in this stuff. I sat at home being like, man, what do I have to do to get into it? And I thought that going live was that. And then I realized that this was a tool to get me to a place to where I could do it professionally in a way that most people don't. So just because you have a go live button, just because you have a webcam and, a, and whatever, doesn't mean that you're going to be the next Dr. Lupo or Dr. Disrespect or whatever. And check yourself and make sure that that's what you really want because there's a lot of shit that goes on behind closed doors that we all think that it's glamorous and it's not, bro. Like, it's not a glamorous lifestyle to live. And there's maybe 0.01% that actually make it to a point where they can successfully be like that. Not saying it's not you. One of y'all could be it. I'm just saying... Fucking make sure that your shit's there and never you should never beg and plead your people to 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 do like to to pay money for you to do whatever you want to do. Like go get it yourself. Go grind it out like the rest of the fucking world. It's not gonna be handed to you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Dan's gaming. He's a streamer on Twitch, but uh he recently went like kind of open and he told everyone you know, I shut myself out for literal years and he never had communication with like anyone outside of his stream and that alone. And that made him like majorly depressed. Like there's a lot of stuff that people don't see what, you know, it takes to stream sometimes if you really want to make it. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bill, Bill was really talking serious. about that just the other day on Twitter. I don't know if you want to bring that up, Bill, or not. Like, you, oh, you I, I don't remember the poster off the top of my head. Oh, you, you, were, you, were just, you were just saying that you, you had friends that were kind of like real life friends oh, that were, yeah. were if, uh, kind of you. Unless you're immersed in some sort of online culture, it's really hard to explain to people what exactly the 
you do yeah. why you do what you do yeah. they don't get it like they're thinking oh it's it for some reason and i it boggles my mind that in the technological age we're in people still believe that an like an in-person connection is just light years above anything that you could get online like that just blows my mind that people don't validate that you can have better friends online than you could ever have in person the online realm gives you that ability to meet people you would never meet vibe with those kinds of people it it gives you more tools to find like-minded people that you're going to get along with than you ever would are irl well yeah and, and I, oh god sorry to have that invalidated it, it's just weird it's really really weird well and i think that that's what a lot like that's what for me this whole thing hit on was like the the reason I can't imagine that the first reason that she went to hit the go live button was because she was like, that's it. Like, this is my job and that's all I'm going to do. I have to imagine that she did what a lot of people do, which is hit it and be like, okay, cool. Like I want to find like-minded again, a community. I want to build something. And it, and it, whether this is fake or not, like the get to that point, it's, it's just, it's extremely toxic and it's a bad thing, a, a bad way name for all of, I think Twitch and, and, that's where like even like the mixer stuff and like the, all of this battling out between mixer and Facebook and buying streamers or whatever, like, yes, it legitimizes it in a way. And I do think that these people deserve contracts, just like athletes and things like that. But at the same time, like it also, it also takes away like the big thing about what this is. And it's about finding people. Like I have found like, like my, all of you guys, like you guys are all people that I would have never known if I never would have signed on to Twitch. And yeah, you know, I've had Scruffy at my house. You know what I mean? Like I've invited all of you guys to come down to my housewarming party. I've met Brex. Like I've met, you know, talked to, to, to Too Fat, like Ice Wolf and everybody else. Like so many people we have met because of this. And you're right. I would much rather hang out with you guys than hang out with people that are in my neighborhood because I, mm -hmm. I don't like real people. <laughs> I like online people. <laughs> like it, it just, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's because of all of this money stuff that's being involved, it's getting, we're starting to lose sight on what Twitch really is about, like, and what this 100% is. Like, it's yeah. about finding people that make you feel better and about going to a place where you know that you can feel welcome, whether you're gay, whether you're straight, transgender, whether you identify as something, as a candlestick, whatever it may be, race, creed, color doesn't matter. Sexuality doesn't matter here. Like, you're a name to a person. Um, and I've been to TwitchCon and seen the big, you know, fucking to do that they do, but the powerful moments that happen are when you see the small <laughs> meetups that, uh, the small meet, we're laughing at someone in chat said, I want to be a candlestick. Uh, well, you be a candlestick and you burn as bright as you can burn. Um, anyway, uh, is to see these small groups of people that come together that may have had, you know, five or six or 20 people and they're just thrilled to meet this person or to hear like, you've changed my life. Like the, even in big streamers, when I hear that donation, that to me is what this is all about. Like when I hear a donation that says, I've been depressed, I've been miserable and tuning into your shit, tuning into your stream, watching your stuff has changed my life and made me get through it. I'm like, this is what it means. Like, this is what it's for. It's not, mm -hmm. uh, if I never make a dime or whatever else, I don't give a shit. But the fact that that's what the the that you're helping people that's powerful. As long as you don't take it to extremes, because oh, yeah. I've seen people go like God complex on oh, that shit, absolutely. and like 
like try to play therapist or try to do all this other stuff where they're not qualified whatsoever. Well, no, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, one, that's one thing that that's one thing that's one thing that i say all the time is like like streamers and, and i've seen it said a couple different times too from by other people streamers are not therapists like they they're not therapists if, if you need like mental help go to a therapist go find right. somebody go find a professional oh yeah no absolutely I've, yeah i've had to in my streams i've had to calm yeah, a few people down in that regard I've, I've, and... I've seen it in a couple of different streams for sure it's it's definitely it's definitely prevalent yeah. on on on, uh, on twitch quite a bit well actually. i mean it's... you're, you're and, and crowbridge right there is like uh healthy gamer.gg uh, our healthy gamer gg i think is his name um but he does a he's a therapist he's a licensed therapist that does shows and even and here's the thing that's still a dangerous thing right like you're, yeah, you're it is. it's the guys this is the fucking internet where it's a once you open that door you don't shut it right things that you do on camera they're there forever like and so you can't just shut the door and say i don't want any more of it right even deleting your social media stuff even and all of us inside of this channel and podcasts have had moments where we've had to deal with real life bullshit that's happened because of stuff that's happened online right and it's affected all of us in some some way shape or form so you have to be very 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 careful to know like that when you open it it's a two-way street so you're gonna get the positive you're also gonna get the fucking negative and at the same time you're not licensed one of the things that you say to somebody could set them off and could be the deciding thing that could in their life you know what i mean like i don't know it's just a it's it's a it's it's such a fine line that you have to walk <laughs> and you have to make sure that you are careful. And that, that streamer that does that therapy, like I would never do a therapy session of my own in an open line online setting where other people can comment on the shit that I'm talking about. Yeah, are you that, kidding? That's, like, that's ballsy. Like mm -hmm. the, some of the stuff that they, and he goes into, like I've seen some stuff that he goes into and heard some stuff. And like the last, one of the last shows he was talking to a content creator that was going through some stuff because people were trolling her badly about like her voice and things of this nature and chat just started to become very, very toxic. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know that most people in that situation, I don't think have the ability to shut that shit out. Like that's a, a very, very difficult thing to do. So it, I don't know. I, I just it's a hard environment for right. oh yeah to do that sort of stuff on Twitch. That's a, that's a slippery slope right there, yeah. man. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that with a fucking ninety foot pole, man. And, and you know the other side of it too is that it's also from a vo like we're so much in this voyeurism kind of place with what we do because this is voyeurism. I mean. You know, obviously voyeurism is more risque, but this is voyeurism. You're seeing a real life situation. You're having real life discussions just because we interact like here doesn't mean that if you see me off the street, that I'm going to be the exact same person that you necessarily see online. And also too that. Yeah, he's a bigger dick. <laughs> I am. I really am. I hate people, bro. Out, out in the real world. I'm an asshole. No, I'm just, I'm, oh, I, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I am an ass, but I'm not that big of an ass. But the, the thing is, is that. I've seen a lot of times too, where, where people give these streamers like, you know, oh, that's how they are. And they're super friendly. And I can just go up to them and I can say, Hey, especially when it comes to like female streamers, I've seen a lot of like male viewers start to like, feel like they know the person so they can hug them. So they can do all of this kind of stuff and get, it, it, it's just, I think it's weird to, to, or it's, it's difficult to find that place where like, as a viewer, you've been in my channel, you've watched my channel, like I, Scruffy started watching my channel when he was 13 like 
you know, <laughs> to be 100%, <laughs> I've, I've seen this kid grow up. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, so... And I've been to his house. Yeah, and he's been, he's been to my house. <laughs> of age, though. Like, of age. Yeah, everything was legal. Uh, so, I mean, that's just a thing. Like, if anything, to kind of end, maybe end the show on, like, just be mindful of what Twitch is, like, what you're doing. Like, it's a positive, amazing place or whatever. But as a viewer, as a content creator, you have roles and responsibilities. You should never go to your chat, in my opinion, and ask them for fucking money because you're deciding that you want to hit the go live button, but it's your channel. Do whatever the fucking toxic shit that you want to do uh, mm. that that's out there. Um, and, but know that, you know, it's a, it's a, a very powerful tool to, to be used, but it can also be used the wrong way. So yeah, I'll I just, I wanted to say, you know, take Twitch how you, you want to take it because I, honestly being totally transparent i started twitch when i was younger because i was a shy ass motherfucking kid <laughs> and i wanted to get out there and kind of break that that zone of where i was so shy that i didn't want to talk to people you know interact and all that that's why i really started streaming i didn't hold back when i started streaming i, I used a webcam i was totally transparent i was open and I mean, now look at me, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm here now and I'm talking on a podcast with these goofs, you know, like it doesn't even matter. Like, yeah. I think it, it, it totally, I got what I wanted out of it and, and more. I got an amazing friendship with a lot of people, uh, friends, family, you know, great community. I think I couldn't have asked for anything more than that. And that's just what I got out of Twitch. For sure. Yeah. Only thing I got a Twitch was a, a rash and an itch on the oh, wait, no, that was the wrong one. I'm sorry. Bro, it was just that one time, man. I told you, bro. I said I was trying to get it cleared up. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I mean I, it is. It's an amazing thing. But it, like I said, it's just I also am very cautious because I can't stand where like it, it really annoys me when I walk into a restaurant and someone's got a fucking camera or they're live streaming or all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, put it down, like put it down for a moment, let it, let it go for a moment and, and be mm -hmm. in the moment. Because a lot of times we get lost in this, we get lost in all of this, the cameras and whatever this is. And we, we don't see and experience life. Like put that shit down for a little bit and experience what it is. Every moment of your life does not need to be vlogged or blogged or what, Glogged or whatever other fucking weird term we're going to come up with it. It doesn't have to be on camera for the world to see. And not everything you do in life is the most interesting fucking thing that we all need to see it either. So just keep that in mind. Like that, that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, and also take a mental check sometimes. Like, don't go into this and turn it into your uh, your point of purpose. Like, if your point of purpose is your online personality, you most likely are in it for the wrong reasons, and it's going to be detrimental to your mental health in the long run. I've seen too many people go through, and, like, they put everything that they think they are into this, and then if it doesn't work out, it's just a massive blow to their like their being and they just degrade mentally from it. they go into depression fits they isolate themselves just go into it with a clear mind on it i guess would be the best way to say it yeah well, don't get lost in the sauce dude it's yeah it's it's a it's it's no different than a drug i mean it's literally no different than a drug like if you you can overdose on it man and you can overdo it and if you can't have 15 minutes where you're not on your phone or not posting a fucking pic of your, like a lot of people are like, for instance, my wife does it. She posts pics of her food and I did it for a little bit. And then I was like, I realized I was like, Oh my God, I'm posting pictures of my fucking food. And I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like who on honest to God, 
who and the people that do fucking care go out and eat a hamburger or something man go get something to go eat bro you should not live through whatever the fuck is on my plate like go just i don't know man like i don't i don't get it I never will get it. Like I, I, I don't do YouTube. I do the live streaming stuff because it's live. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not showing you your food. I'm not. No, you're not seeing it. It's just if not. you want to see some great food content, go check out my channel. Oh okay. yeah, there, there you go. YouTube. There you go. There's yeah, yeah, real, yeah. Real fast. There's yeah. some great food content. Jesus Christ, bro. Sub, <laughs> like the videos, I don't. I don't. Smash that like button. Yeah, I don't know. I just. It's something, maybe I'm just the old man of the group. I just don't understand. Like, uh, like call me okay, boomer, whatever the fuck you want to call me. I just, I don't get that point of it. I understand Twitch, but the whole, and there are people in our, in our chat right now that are vloggers. I don't fucking get it, man. I don't fucking get it, bro. I don't under fucking stand. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see you guys out doing shit. Just do it and have a great time and never show me what I'm missing out on, I guess. Whatever. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I think uh There we I go. I think uh, that's a good close point. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yeah, uh, oh, and last last little closing point. Uh Joe Biden's a fucking idiot. Uh video games don't cause violence. Fuck off, fuck off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're fucking wrong, bro. The, the silicon scary, scary old uncle Joe Biden's a fucking idiot. Yeah, stop stop challenging 80-year-old women to basketball competitions and and whatever else like fucking get out of here. Like guy's a, a moron so if you're gonna vote don't vote for that that's he's fucking stupid um anyway all right so on that note guys uh in the show it's been an amazing amazing show thank you so much again to all of our uh, all of our hosts um my uh scruffy enigma uh billy the squid thank you guys so much for being here um i hope you and, and chat thank you guys so much for interacting um i don't know why you're not subbing right now or paying us money for this this is ridiculous it's fucking crazy entertainment um, like is not free. you guys got three hours or two and a half hours of this no two hours of this bullshit like and i have not seen a single well actually i have seen a sub so i guess i'm gonna put my money where my mouth at <laughs> not a single donor yeah, though not, not one yeah. donation book, like what the hell guys this isn't free you think this is free internet's not free jesus christ um, i don't see enigma with any subs over there yeah that's right yeah Just because he's not streaming doesn't yeah, mean yeah. right don't sub to him. right how dare you like <laughs> right he's because, not streaming for free right. like seriously that's right <laughs> it takes a lot it, it costs it a lot of money a to lot, not stream takes a lot of effort to not stream man. bro exactly. it takes a lot of money to not stream so uh <laughs> in any case guys thank you guys all so much for being here we're gonna get, go to the around the table to let everybody know where you can catch their channels at make sure you do at least hit the follow button if not the subscription button and the donation button at the same time just saying uh but around <laughs> around the world where can everybody find you at we'll start off with scruffy Oh yeah, you can find me over down below, Agent Scruffy on Twitch, uh, Agent Scruffy on Twitter, and then our new channel on YouTube with me and my buds who do, like I said, a bunch of food content and all of that over at Maker Inc. on YouTube. We don't have an official link yet, but that'll go to the newest YouTube channel uh, video that we just put out. So definitely check us out. All right, Mr. Bill. Um, like uh, the name suggests, Billy the Squid on Twitch and Billy the Squid on Twitter. I also have a uh, YouTube. The channel is by the same name, Billy the Squid. I am going to start putting out probably weekly videos starting tomorrow. I'm going to get back on that uh, that good, good YouTube content. So there is a link for that if anybody is interested there. Starting his, starting his food vlog tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Enigma, I know you don't necessarily stream. But I, I, I don't stream. You can find me at Twitter on Enigmatical TV. Uh, I got some hot takes. Uh, if, if you want to go and, and look at a Twitch 
Twitch channel, then I, I would I'll I would direct too. you to to twitch.tv slash team slash prepatch. There's a, a bunch of people there that you can find. I, I don't stream. I haven't streamed in a long time, but you, you could you're bound to find a good good alternative for uh whatever you're looking for on it. So Absolutely. And for myself, obviously you are here, but twitch.tv backslash S1N3N or S1N3N on Twitter, as well as on Instagram, um, where I do not post pictures of food or really much of anything. I just, I don't know, randomness, I'll post. Uh, and also everything's unfiltered. So everyone yell at my wife yells at me all the time. She's like, you got to fucking filter that shit. You got to make it. That's what Instagram is for. No, everything is unfiltered. You know, <laughs> you're going to get real versions. You're going to get real, you know, shots of, of pimples on my ass and all that kind of stuff. And it's going to, I'm not doctoring that shit up anyway. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hashtag no filter. But uh, to the pre-patch team, guys, make sure to go over there. Check it out. There are some phenomenal content creators that are on the pre-patch team. We have, have formed a phenomenal group. Some of them are in the channel now. Um, but if not, please go up there and, and check out that link. Um, thank you guys so much for being here for the second episode. We cannot wait to bring you the third episode um, with the same crew. Uh, we will announce the dates there. But guys, it has been amazing. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. And we will catch you next time. See ya. Oh, hey, guys, by the way, uh, we're all streaming after this, so go to our respectable channels and you can watch all, all of our streams. <laughs> there you go. You can go there. You can find everybody there. All right, bye.